0: podcast Duncan Parker Newton Gaines hey Ryan thanks for that
1: intro though I'm not necessarily sure I'll be considered a friend for much longer considering the films I had you watch <laughs> this week
0: it listen we've we've chosen this life uh, this is we could have watched any movie for this episode and we chose to do the ones that we're going to be doing we certainly did choose them and what did we choose this week Ryan oblivion that's what we chose so you will note that uh, on our list uh, at number four five on our list is the movie Jaws. And now the episodes we've done for this week are every other Jaws sequel.
1: That's right. Every single one.
0: Holy shit. All right. So before we, before we jump into that, Duncan, um, I, I can't believe this is the first time you've been on the podcast. Um, do you want to talk a bit about, um, what is, what is your background in horror? Like how did, how did you come to the horror genre? Do you, are you a fan of the horror genre? Are you like, are you sort of a reluctant fan? So it's not even
1: that I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm a reluctant fan so much as that I don't have much of a background in horror. I grew up mostly with a single mom who doesn't like horror. She's not a fan of being scared. She's not a fan of gore. Mm -hmm. So um, the closest thing we ever watched to a horror movie in my house was the original Jaws, which is a family favorite movie.
0: Yeah, well, that's because like Jaws is more like Jaws is more of an adventure movie than a straight up horror movie, I think. To to a point,
1: yeah. However, when you watch Jaws in a theater full of people on Martha's Vineyard, where it was filmed in the same theater where uh, Steven Spielberg watched all of his dailies, and everyone still gasps and screams in horror at all of the right parts, it feels like one. Are you shitting me? You saw this at Martha's Vineyard. Uh, our family vacations there every year. Yeah, I I believe it was during like the tw- it was either the twentieth or the twenty fifth anniversary. We watched it, like they got the whole huge cardboard cutout of the shark's mouth that you walked underneath in order to go into the theater. It was incredible.
0: Oh my god, this is this is how you want to see a movie, I think. Yeah, like just but, having having all the bells and whistles as you go in to go see it. Yeah, it was an absolute
1: experience, one I'll never forget. But aside from that, I don't really have a background in horror because, like I said didn't really come up a lot growing up my mom didn't care what we watched as long as she didn't have to watch it too but because she wasn't interested in horror it didn't come up a lot and so by the time I started seeing horror movies in high school with friends I just kind of just like I don't get it I don't understand the point of being scared I understand that this is all fantasy so it doesn't really get to me and I didn't really start appreciating horror as like that's I suppose my biggest background in horror was the Goosebumps books because I oh, read yeah. the shit out of some Goosebumps when I was a kid, but um, and I enjoyed the hell out of those. So I, I guess you could say my background is more in literary horror because I enjoy reading it more than I ever did watching it. But, Absolutely. But I will say that this podcast has given me an appreciation for the genre because hearing you guys talk about, or, sorry, you folks talk about the genre and what you enjoy about it and how it, you know, is important to you helped mm-hmm. me understand it as a genre and come to appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I on, well, I, which, first of all, I, I'm I'm thrilled that this was the podcast that, like, helped you get in any way into horror because so many of the movies we talk about are us sort of... Because, you know, the, the, the thing is that when we do movies on this list that we just really love, I feel like those episodes aren't quite as fun because we just sort of sit around and go, fuck yeah, Alien. And then we high-five because well, we I love mean, that
1: movie so much. Alien rules. Like, even as yeah. someone who's not a huge fan of ho- horror as a genre understands that Alien is a classic and loves the movie Alien, because it's the movie Alien.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's... I, I, th- there are so many movies that... Like, I, I think that we have a pretty unimpeachable top ten. but like, so many of the movies we do on this list, I'm so glad that, like, us talking about I, Frankenstein and Dracula Untold um, sort of helped you... Get in any way, or like, if, like even if you're not, like, a huge fan of horror, you're able to sort of enjoy stuff about horror, like, because I, I don't know, for me, like, so much of enjoying horror movies, like, I'm very rarely scared by horror movies. I think, for me, it's just, like, it's such comfort food at this point that I, I sometimes worry that something is broken inside of me because I can just, you know, because when I'm, like, working on stuff, I put on, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I've seen it so many times. Sure, I, I can get that. There's, there's, there's something fundamentally broken. Um, speaking of fundamentally broken, uh, let's, let's dive into the movies we're talking about this week. Um, weird, uh, so let's start with Jaws 2. Let's
1: start with Jaws 2, a.k.a. Fuck. what happens when the movie theater says, we already made Jaws 1 and it was one of the greatest movies of all time. Why don't we just make that again, but we did it really bad this time?
0: Yeah, so basically, all right, so Jaws 2, this is, I can't believe, somehow I thought that Jaws 2 must have taken place in the 1980s, because, like, Jaws happened, and then you kind of just assume that, like, all right, well, culturally, we all had to process that for, like, five years or something until we got to the 80s, and then they made it. This was three years after the original Jaws, and it's basically a slasher movie of a kind? it really is kind of like a slasher movie, except it's a
1: slasher movie with almost no gore whatsoever. No like, gore. Like, it might be the
0: tamest of the four Jaws films. God, that's true. Like, you don't even, I mean, even the original Jaws, you get to see Bruce the Shark explode at the end, like a dropped watermelon. Not to mention you're seeing Quint get chewed the hell up. You got that kid, like
1: out, like, shooting, you know, gallons of bloody water up into the air. You got that corpse that falls out
0: of the boat. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, the world the, the pale, nastiness, yeah. The Pale Corpse. Honestly, like, I I sort of respect movies that have the, the strength of their convictions enough to go, you know what, we're killing kids in this movie. And, like, you know, great gouts of... That first Jaws movie, the fact that they killed a kid, it also, that was the thing that raised the stakes, I think, for the movie? Absolutely. And they, and they killed that kid hard. Like, they didn't <laughs> yeah, just, he, like,
1: kill a kid off screen like most movies will. They're like, nah, Steven Spielberg's like, this kid's gonna fucking
0: get it. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he gets, like, drained like a Capri Sun on screen. And, like, that's the thing, obviously, in the first Jaws that makes everything, like, sort of, all right, now we got to bring in Quint. We got to take this seriously. And what's incredible to me is that, so, the mayor in Jaws, uh, who, I think it's one of my favorite bits of costuming, is the mayor from the original Jaws. Because you see that fucking dude in that blazer, and you know everything you're going to need to know about this guy
1: absolutely you do he is exactly like the perfect level like you know from his shoes up to the hair on his head he is the perfect level of smarmy shitty politician
0: yeah and then somehow jaws 2 he's still the mayor like no you
1: say you say somehow he's still the mayor and (laughs) When I watched this movie as a kid, I would agree with you. That seemed completely unrealistic. Oof. But now I'm watching Jaws 2 again this week in the harsh light of 2020. That's the most believable part of this film.
0: Yeah, like that's that's the thing. Is like watching this in 2020. That just kind of tracks, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Of course this it does the fucking guy is still there? Yep. And yeah. not
1: only another thing that tracks really well in 2020. Chief Brody doing his best to be a good cop, what happens? He gets fucking fired for it. There are no good cops. If you try to nope. be a
0: good cop, they fire you. Absolutely. Even, well, that, that's the thing is, you know, the, the shark. All right, so so what happened? It's incredible, actually, because, all right, so obviously, what the Jaws movies love more than anything is having, a, if you'll excuse the expression, red herring shark. Hardy where, har har. Hardy har har. There's, uh, you know, it opens with, like, somebody gets savaged by a shark, and everyone's like, oh, no. What This is Amity Beach. We don't. We have no idea what this could possibly be three years after the events of Jaws. And uh, a little baby shark washes up on shore, I think. Or do they harpoon a baby shark? Something like that. I yeah, watched this they...
1: movie on Tuesday, and I've already forgotten.
0: <laughs> it's a very forgettable movie. Um, oh, yeah. And now the shark, so they figure out that, like, all right, hey, guys, there was a death, but we got the shark and everything is okay. And Brody, the only good cop, um, who sort of... He's like, "Guys, I feel like the this the size of this little baby plus shark is maybe inconsistent with the size of the big fucking bite wounds we found on the victim. Um, I feel like there might be a bigger shark, and the now the residents of this town, the residents of Amity Island, should be reeling after the the previous three years, right like that One was would a big, expect. that was a big fucking event, like lots of people died."
1: Including and a child in front of everyone's eyes.
0: <laughs> in front of, yeah, yeah, that was the public shark execution of a child. And three years three years later, uh, Bro- Brody is like, hey guys, I think we got a big shark. And everyone's like, allow me to answer your warning with a firing. Yep. Because, um, you know, and although it's weird though, apparently in uh, the, the draft of the scripts, um, the shitty mayor is like the one who abstains on that vote and doesn't vote to fire him and he's oh, like really yeah and in the script he's like Brody is because I fell down a fucking hole with these movies because I had to know what the fuck happened sure and apparently uh the mayor was like Brody's done a lot for this city and that's it like he's just sort of like no I'm not going to vote to fire him because he's the one who saved their ass the last time um and so th- this movie is it's incredible all right so Jaws 1 is kind of coy uh, in the first like maybe half of the movie about there actually being a shark Like, you never see the big animatronic shark for a while in Jaws. Jaws 2, hot out of the gate. We're like, hey, here's our giant shark puppet. Yep. And, you know, better looking shark puppet than in the first. Yeah, which is to be expected. This is, you know, say what you will about Jaws 2. It's a good looking shark puppet. It is, in fact, a good looking shark puppet. And well, and, and it's also incredible to me that apparently Steven Spielberg, um, they had uh, interviewed him. So before they made Jaws 2, they had asked Steven Spielberg, like, so, hey, do you want to do the sequel to Jaws? And at the time he had said to the the film festival he was at at the time, quote, making a sequel to anything is just a cheap carny trick. And then later on, he was like, dude, I would have totally done that sequel if I hadn't had such a shitty time making the first Jaws. Yeah, it makes sense. Like it. Yeah. And so what we get now, you might think from this point that what we're going to get is a straightforward, basically retelling of the movie Jaws. No dice. Um, what? All right, so once the hunt is on and Brody is rushing around, we mostly just watch horny teens bumble for about half an hour. Is it only half an
1: hour? Because it feels like they just bumble the entire movie. It's like we get, you know... Twenty minutes of you know Chief Brody going, "Hey, I think there's a shark." Like an hour of horny teens, and then ten minutes of horny teens getting eaten.
0: Shit, I think you might be right. Like there's, it's, it's a slog. This movie is. It's long. It's first of all, I think this movie is like an almost two hours long. That is too long.
1: It is untenable.
0: To, yeah, like I don't. Now, this movie, I think, I don't know if I'm saying this as a, as a thirty as three a year old. I feel like this movie wants me to be way more invested in whether these teens are getting their dicks wet than I am while watching this film.
1: I mean, they're out on boats. Their dicks are definitely wet.
0: (laughs) Not a dry dick in the house. They, yeah. And these are also, I think the reason for me that it's a slasher movie is that these teens are also basically Friday the 13th teens.
1: Yeah, in that they're trying to get... They're, they're, like, horny for each other and then screaming. And just screaming. And so much screaming. And they never stop screaming.
0: Yeah, they have they have two settings, horny and dead. And they... they the problem is also that they don't... Now, you think of Jaws 1, right? And all of the fucking characters in that movie are amazing. Like, they're fascinating characters that you want to know more about and you want to see them. These teens are completely without feature. Like there, there is nothing about them.
1: No, they're like I'm not. I'm supposed to care if any of these teens get their shit eaten by this shark. No, thanks. Just, just let them go.
0: Yeah, they're they are eminently killable now, and it's it's incredible because so Roy Scheider is like he's doing his best in this movie as Brody, um, and he's just the only interesting character in the goddamn thing. Like there's this weird thing with his wife and her boss that it's like a B plot that the movie starts to kind of do something with and then promptly forgets where it's like uh brody's wife has a boss that's like weirdly into her and you don't know what's going on with that but then we just go immediately into like beach blanket bingo featuring shark yeah Um, pretty much there is yeah i know you're
1: very loud and very large
0: we are keeping that in the podcast. Yeah, that, That's
1: fine. It's Finn. He decided he needed to get up on my lap. Well, he was correct.
0: I, I currently have Tinkerbell uh, on the bed uh, looking uh, woefully at me from the bed because she can't stand to be in another room if the door is closed. Like, she has to be in there with whoever's got the door closed.
1: Yeah, Finn loves to get on my lap while I'm sitting at my computer. No other time does he really want to be in someone's lap, but if I'm sitting at my computer, he will stand on the floor and scream at me. Until I you know snap my fingers enough for him to go, all right, fine, I'll jump up,
0: <laughs> which I love how much encouragement they need to jump up in your lap like it's yeah like them through it
1: yep, it's like you know how to do this, you've been doing it since you were a
0: small cat child cl- climbing up my leg, <laughs> yeah, it's well, i'm just I'm just glad that he was able to reach to reach closure um the, yeah. now the rest of this movie it's kind of a nothing movie after this point, right like it's sort of there is so much screaming from teens and that's and then Roy Scheider uh, basically eventually kills the shark again, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. He, you know, you know, shimmies down a fucking electrical line that he accidentally pulls up, which they had like, you know, Chekhov's gunned, you know, Chek- mm-hmm. Chekhov's fucking power line earlier in the film.
0: Yeah, and, and the shark just bites down on it and it electrocutes the shark. I appreciate that they at least didn't kill the shark the same way as in Jaws. That's true, yeah. The, the only Chekhov's
1: line that I give a shit about is Powerline from a Goofy movie.
0: Right, right, led by basically Disney uh, Prince, capital P, Prince. I mean, he's basically Prince, right? Is the lead Powerline? Give or take. Wait, is his name Powerline?
1: Powerline is at least the name of the band. I don't know if he's just a single artist or whatnot. He may have just been the artist was Powerline.
0: Well, there we go. Line, comma, power. I feel yep. like that... Yeah, that's... Yeah. So, ah, man, this movie... Like, I feel like... Now, if I had just watched Jaws and just watched Jaws 2, I feel like I would be going, like, well, this movie is just a pile of shit, right? Like, it, this is uh, nothing like Jaws. Um, and then I saw the the next two movies in the series, <laughs> and now I'm like, Jaws 2 is a stone-cold classic. Like, this movie... <laughs> Like, it's not, a, it's not a good movie, but it's there's some of... Now, I will say, the score on this movie fucking slaps. It absolutely does. I, like, I cannot say a
1: bad thing about the score for this movie. I can say bad things about everything else about it, but not the score.
0: Yeah, like, this is John Williams, like, apparently this was him taking his original score from Jaws and, like, retooling it and making it bigger and kind of doing more interesting stuff with it. Um, yeah, th- so for me, I'm like, look... If we got Roy Scheider, who apparently um had a nervous breakdown in a hotel room about having to do this movie, um Oof. he apparently clashed so much with the director that they actually came to blows. Holy shit. Um because the, the, the original director they got for this movie, and I don't mean to be the IMDB trivia page, so I'll, I'll knock it off in a second, but
1: No, it's fine. I got yeah, some for yeah. Jaws 3D. Oh, and fuck. for Jaws the Revenge.
0: Oh my God, Duncan, what have what have we done to each other? What will we do? Um, but, I mean, I had so- done
1: this to myself plenty of times as a kid already. This is not my first rodeo with these films.
0: It's a, it's, it's, it's a woeful shark rodeo we're, we're mm-hmm. in. And yeah. so, you know, we've got Roy Scheider doing his best. We've got a pretty good soundtrack. Um, I don't know. Like, this movie, it's nowhere near as good as Jaws, but I feel like, I don't know, apparently Roy Scheider and the director... Um, like Roy Scheider had to fight basically to get uh Brody to have as much character as he had in this movie and the God the... bless
1: him for it cuz it's like the only time this movie wasn't godforsakenly boring
0: yeah the only time it's good is when Brody's on screen like the rest of the time it's like Poochie where I'm like hey where's Brody pretty like, much except uh... we actually
1: do want Brody around on like Poochie <laughs> he's
0: the he's the the photo negative of Poochie
1: honestly exactly. i feel like
0: the shark in this movie also, like, it's a different shark, obviously, from Bruce the shark. It's just a random-ass shark.
1: Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's still a great white, but, I mean, Bruce was dead, so. Right.
0: <laughs> That's, honestly, I feel like this movie is just sort of like, look, any great white shark is a stone's throw away from massacring teenagers at the drop of a hat. This is just like any Thursday night for for the shark. So, uh, looking at the list right now, Jaws 2. I think I've got a good I think I've got a good place to start for this one. Um, Is it Spooky Buddies? It is not Spooky Buddies. Spooky (laughs) Buddies is... So much better than this movie? (sighs) You know what? At least the the, the adolescent puppies in Spooky Buddies, I want them to die so much less than I want the teenagers in this movie to die, but also they, you know... Spooky Buddies had
1: the strength of its convictions to kill children more so than Jaws 2 did
0: exactly right like th- this is they were shoveling those puppies into the maw of satan in a way that uh jaws 2 did not do. So actually, you know what? Let's start with Spooky Buddies. Um I think this is obviously a better movie than Spooky Buddies at number 388. Uh I'm scrolling up a little bit. Um, really?
1: Cuz I w- I I haven't seen Spooky Buddies but I just assumed this was worse because this is
0: boring. Oh, wait, what am I doing? What did I think? Why did I I was scrolling up as though I hadn't done that. All right thank you for (laughs) all right so all right so good point so spooky buddies is at 388 right below spooky buddies at 389 is dracula 3000
1: who you know
0: i feel like this at least now dracula Mm -hmm. 3000 uh, was extremely sort of new metal I feel like purely for score, I because I'm going to. I, I've just downloaded the score to Jaws two, and it's going to be on fucking rotation while I'm doing stuff now. Reasonable. Um, yeah, yeah, that score fucking owns. it. So I feel pretty good about sticking Jaws two at number three hundred and eighty nine between Dracula three thousand and Spooky Buddies. I'm okay with that. <sighs> Man, this movie. All right, now uh, the quality dips significantly. Let's talk about Jaws three D
1: aka um, uh dennis quaid's cocaine nightmare
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i saw an interview with dennis quaid and uh he believes that this is the movie that had his highest cocaine budget of any film he was ever on and that he was high on every single frame of celluloid ah,
0: good for him did they like did he have a cocaine stipend uh like... th-
1: the actual interview was talking about how, you know, movies in the late 80s, early 90s had an unwritten cocaine budget in them. And uh, <laughs> they asked, you know, what his film was that had the highest cocaine budget. And he said it was Jaws 3D.
0: You know what? I fucking buy it. Jaws 3D, which is obviously... Movies love doing this thing, I think, where when it's the third in the franchise and it's 3D, they're calling it such such an like Amityville 3D. Like, it's... They love doing this. And Jaws 3D... I will tell you for nothing, I love 3D movies. Like, not even with the 3D glasses on. I just love watching people holding shit out to the camera for no reason.
1: Yeah, it's one of the reasons that um, Fury Road is a complete classic.
0: (laughs) Is that that technically a 3D movie?
1: It technically was a 3D movie. And, like, the only time they, like, really did that was, like, I think um, there was, like, one... there, There were a couple of scenes where they, like, very obviously threw shit at the camera... Because
0: it came out like in the middle of the whole 3D craze. Right. God, we really did go through. You know what? That was like our last yop of freedom before coronavirus. Yeah. Is everybody just diving face first back into uh, 3D movies. Um, This Jaws 3D, it takes place at actual ass SeaWorld. It sure Weird. fucking does. <sighs> give me. All right. So give me, give me, uh, give me the opening of the movie. Like what's the opening conceit of Jaws 3D? the
1: the opening conceit of jaws 3d is they've got you know this fucking lagoon going on at sea world and uh they accidentally catch a baby great white and they want it to be the first live great white in captivity
0: which is they are they trying to lure it into sea world
1: oh god you're expecting me to remember details about a movie <laughs> that is again extremely fucking forgettable it's a lot.
0: Yeah, like there's basically what's incredible is that there's like an underwater gate between the ocean and SeaWorld. Yeah. And he so the shark gets into SeaWorld. And by SeaWorld I don't mean like Jeff's Aquarium in Florida. Like this is actually SeaWorld and there is a shark who is the the titular jaws his name is jaws 3D and jaws 3D well hiding... her
1: name is jaws 3d as oh. we will come to find out later
0: i beg your pardon i didn't mean to misgender jaws 3d so she's she's a career shark uh moving to the big city at SeaWorld, trying to make it and she's like hiding out in the aquarium
1: yep trying to raise her little baby shark as we come to find out
0: which I actually love because it's not just, she's, you know, this shark isn't just like, I'm going to eat all of you motherfuckers because fuck you. That's why. She's just like, look, I'm just trying to birth my baby sharks.
1: Yep. And then uh, she starts murdering motherfuckers when they kill her baby.
0: <laughs> which is reasonable, actually. that's Yeah. That's just yeah. good parenting. Like what, you're going to let this go unanswered? Um, this movie is great because I, I love um, sequels that decide, like, we need to up the stakes this sh- the shark is lorg now like this is a <laughs> a very 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 big shark it sure as hell is man like the shark in this movie it's like the size of a bus and also it is hiding in sea world
1: it sure is right in their you know fucking weird ass little lagoon
0: yeah describe the lagoon like what's the what's the deal with the with the what what is the lagoon
1: Uh, like i'm guessing like like from what it seemed like and again like you know this movie is so fucking forgettable like they had people doing like like a bunch of you know cute girls doing water ski stunts and they had like fucking dolphins in there with trainers swimming with them it was just like this weird fucking sea thing and then i guess underneath the lagoon they had these like underwater pipes that you know Tourists could go under and look at the sea
0: from underneath and just be like, ooh, wow, look which, at all the marine life. Which is weird as hell that they like they're they're advertising the shit out of their underwater tunnels. I'm I'm not going down there. Like, underwater tunnels is the exact name of my like uh, night nighttime hallucination demon. Like, tunnels <laughs> underwater as a concept, we weren't fucking meant to do that. No, I, not so you'd notice. I'm drawing I'm drawing the line. Like, humanity has to know its limitations.
1: Yeah, you're not going to get me that close to salt water if you can avoid
0: it. It gives me a rash in some very uncomfortable locations. Well, there we go. See, this is... I, I actually had never been to an ocean until I was about 24. Whereas um,
1: I go to the ocean yearly.
0: Uh there we go. See, because, like, I uh, I grew up in the Midwest. And sure. then, uh, obviously, landlocked. And then I moved... You know, like, when I moved to Tennessee, like, we would go to on vacations to South Carolina... Um, to Edistow Island, and that was—I um, actually—I accidentally got stung by a jellyfish because I accidentally punched a jellyfish while I was swimming. Whoops! Um, so that was that was a terrible time. But I learned very early on that the ocean did not like me, um, and did not want me to be happy. And that makes me love the ocean very much. Yeah,
1: whereas I grew up in western Massachusetts, and when you grow up in Massachusetts, that means you vacation on Martha's Vineyard, which sounds like crazy and bougie, but when you have, like, multiple members of your family all pitching in together to rent one house, it ends up being a pretty economical vacation spot.
0: Yeah, everyone's, like, pitching in to, like, get a a quietly fancy beach experience exactly you know you get to
1: you get to you know stay in this cute little gingerbread cottage the beach is in walking distance you know there's some great arcades if you don't want to go be on the water or at least there were
0: man this is also side note i i had just uh, i just watched uh wreck ralph because i had never seen wreck ralph and there's sure. an arcade in it and immediately i was just like i have not been to an arcade <clears throat> in probably a decade
1: we went to one recently because um, there's like one of those round one arcades at our local mall, and Bailey wanted to go to that for her birthday.
0: Oh, a, a barcade?
1: Yeah. Like the bar yeah. part didn't matter so much as her ability to get to play Dance Dance Revolution.
0: You know what? I, yeah. I, I want to see, I played so much fucking DDR when I was a teenager that. Same? Yeah. And the, the problem is that in my. And then I, I smoked for uh 15 years.
1: Right. Like you <laughs> and, do.
0: Yeah, and th- and then when uh, when I was in my um, like mid twenties, uh, where, where I was still in the midst of just smoking constantly, and I tried playing DDR, and the kid on it, like we we even played a song that I was particularly good at when I was playing all the time, I was disgraced that day when a child completely kicked my teeth in at DDR. Sure, uh, and I've you know I I feel like I want to have like a training montage because you know. I'm two ye- I, I, I quit smoking 2 years ago and I you know I kind of want to get back in like fighting trim, you know, see if I can play yeah. Captain Jack like you do. Yeah. Yeah, the one that got away. Um so, but
1: anyway, it sounds like we've gone off on a tangent and aren't talking about Jaws 3D, but that's okay because the movie goes off on a tangent where absolutely <laughs> nothing fucking happens for like an hour and a half and then at the end there's some bullshit, some stuff gets broke and some people die.
0: Well, yes, but not without a subplot about coral poachers. Oh, God, um, yeah. <laughs> the I love the... There's these two bumbling uh, scuba dudes who yeah. come to SeaWorld, and they're like, all right, we're going to run the fucking jewels, we're going to get down there in our little scuba suits, and we're going to steal some coral. And... Conceivably, sell it to coral traders. I don't know what their end game is. What, like, what is the pot at the end of your rainbow here, scuba guys? Like, you're going to trade it on the underground coral market. You're going to make roadside jewelry out of coral, which sounds excruciatingly painful. Are, are you
1: selling it specifically to like mob bosses to line their illegal <laughs> saltwater aquariums? What the fuck are we doing here, guys?
0: That's, that's exactly what I. Cannot believe I didn't think of that, but you're exactly right. Like, this being in the early 80s, some dude in his fucking Scarface mansion in, like, Palm Beach or something needed authentic coral for his, like, room-sized fish tank.
1: Yeah, they see? He needs something for his nurse sharks to swim around.
0: That's—you know what? That's, like, even uh, wilder than Tiger King to me is, like, you're in the market not for exotic pets, but for exotic pet accessories. Like, you just need— actual coral yep, and they get eaten pretty much immediately these the the coral thieves like they don't you sort of know when you see them on screen like all right well you're you're shark food
1: yep and that's actually how we find out that there was a mother shark because right after the baby shark dies in captivity we find the corpse of one of these you know coral poachers and realize that the bite marks on it are far too large for baby shark to have done
0: Yeah, which this will be what the third time in in as many Jaws movies as we've gone that baby shark couldn't have didn't didn't have a bite that big. And then it's revealed that there's a bigger shark. Yep, sure (sighs) is. Which is a way to up the stakes, I guess, to go this uh, this scary thing that you thought was eating people is actually a bigger version of that scary thing. Yep. Like not substantially different in behavior or temperament.
1: Yep. And so then Mama Shark decides to go full berserk mode and start trying to break down the undersea tube while there are people inside it.
0: Yeah, which I love that she has the forethought to be like, these motherfuckers can't breathe water. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck their day up. I'm just gonna wreck this plexiglass tube.
1: Well, I mean that does set the scene for the next film when we talk about sharks having more intelligence than sharks should. <laughs>
0: Also, the ability to travel from uh, New York City to the Bahamas,
1: right? Yeah. Um,
0: to listen when 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 the Jaws wants revenge, yep. that's what the Jaws is going to have. Um, now there there are no real main characters in this. Like they're kind of our. Well, there's... I mean,
1: Dennis Quaid is playing one of Chief Brody's sons.
0: Oh, that's true. Now, th- and this is still the Brody family. Like this, this is, is
1: still them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the Brody dynasty. I think for Amity Island yep although this isn't is this amity island or is this
1: this is not this is fucking SeaWorld in friggin florida and this yeah. is supposed to be the same like you know mike and sean brody who were kids in jaws one and two
0: which was lost in the mix for me i think because i think that every jaws movie always wants to make a callback to the movie jaws with like hey this isn't the same franchise as that but the problem is that it only ever reminds me that the movie jaws exists and then i resent this movie for not being jaws
1: i resent most movies for not being jaws but whether they have the jaws name in the title or not
0: yeah you're you're watching like phantom threat like fuck this just like yeah, slapping right? <laughs> slapping it out of their hand.
1: no it's just like avengers endgame fucking endgame where's my <laughs> giant goddamn shark
0: I don't think that's too much to ask actually. <laughs> it's like, listen, we got a guy who's a wizard, we've got a guy who snaps and destroys planets. We got Thor the thunder god. Like can we at least have a giant shark in the mix?
1: This is why it's a crime that Namor the Submariner hasn't gotten a film yet. I haven't gotten my giant sharks in my Marvel movies.
0: See, Namor I always thought was mostly sort of the uh, the Malto Meal bag cereal version of Aquaman. Is it the other way around? Did Namor come first?
1: I honestly don't know i think aquaman came first and i should know this because aquaman's my favorite dc character Mm -hmm. but i could not for the life of me tell you which one came first all i know is that namor exists and is super horny for sue storm
0: oh that i that's the only thing i knew about namor actually was the only thing
1: anyone knows
0: about namor Yeah. And he's not wrong. Like everybody has a crush on Sue Storm. He's just the one bold and aquatic enough to like, he's, he, he lives under the ocean. He doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. Like he, he can wear his heart on his sleeve because he's the king of the ocean, I think.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Good, honestly, good on him for going up to Sue Storm and being like, Hey, Reed Richards is a fucking
0: dick. Yeah. Shoot your shot. Like Reed Richards. Yep. I, that was the, that was the only good part of the Marvel Civil War arc was that Sue divorced Reed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that that ruled that was the best it uh, absolutely did because he he spent that entire arc basically going ah i crunched the numbers we have to obey the government i crunched the numbers
1: yeah uh, and she's just
0: like bye <laughs> oh boy like you know. he's he, reed richards has always sucked um so and uh, if we sound like we're talking about other stuff not to talk about jaws 3d that is absolutely correct um it certainly is oh boy so all right so uh, what's also incredible about this because it's in 3d you know that thing where there's like you'll get these shots of people holding shit out to the camera for like an uncomfortably long period of time or you know there's there's something in the foreground that we need to look at the there's a corpse shot in this movie with I would say a B minus dead body uh, uh, model yeah I
1: mean C plus B minus somewhere in that range
0: yeah, and they 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 uncover him and he's he's dead and the camera just lingers on this dude for like 6 seconds, which is an eternity of on-screen time. Um because they really wanted us to see how how three-deally dead this man was. Yeah, they did. It was it's a lot. Uh and so, you know, at this point, um they look at him and they're like, "This is the body that makes them realize like, oh shit, no, this is the shark that means there's a bigger shark." Um now, after and that, that, that this is slightly before Mama Shark starts wrecking everybody's ship. But I wanted to point out the uncomfortably long corpse uh, corpse shot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As is well within your rights.
0: Now, so uh, what? The two brothers they they go they go down to repair it. So they're underwater. They've got their scuba gear, and they're they're trying to basically drain the tube to 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 kill the shark by draining all the water out. Yeah, something like that yeah which you know actually makes as much sense as anything like you have the shark at actual ass sea world you have an ability to flush out all the water just fucking what are we doing Um, so they, they try to do it they are literally saved by dolphins yeah they it's this is I think at the dawn of like dolphin mania nationwide like we got really into dolphins for a while
1: when did flipper happen Oh, man. I want to say that was, like, the 60s. Yeah,
0: there was the 60s, and then I think there was a Flipper reboot in the 90s. Yeah, well, there
1: was the, the Flipper re- movie in, like, the 90s starring uh, fucking Crocodile Dundee. That's right.
0: I, I feel like... Uh, you know you know who I blame, actually, is Lisa Frank for our national uh, love affair with dolphins.
1: I'm always happy to blame Lisa Frank for things.
0: <laughs> Bring me the head of Lisa Frank. Like, it's... Yeah, like, so the dolphins save them. I thought immediately of the... um. The video for Estranged by Guns N' Roses, which was like, you know, this was during the the also a cocaine period of like, you know what? I'm going to shoot a trilogy of videos that have a loose story connecting them with uh, November Rain, Don't Cry, and Estranged. At the end of the Estranged videos, uh, a dolphin literally saves Axl Rose's life and noses him back up toward the surface.
1: Well, now, uh, from now on, dolphins are my mortal enemies and they must all be destroyed. <laughs>
0: So you would say that you are not a, a fan of Axl Rose.
1: Uh Guns N' Roses is like maybe my second least favorite band behind Train.
0: Wow, that is that's a distinction. I mean Train is obviously the worst
1: one. Yeah, they're they're the worst band, period. Like I hear their music in the store and like I start seeing red and trying not to kill people. It's bad.
0: Yeah, your 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 toes curled, you need like horse blinders to get through the store. Like pretty Train, much. I remember, like, I remember seeing the lyrics to "Hey Soul Sister" by Train, and yeah, I blacked out, woke up three days later in a parking lot.
1: Yeah, covered in blood. Most of it not yours, <laughs> P-
0: probably not mine. Um, yeah. yeah, Guns. I I like Guns and Roses, but I think it's also I I love eighties metal, so I think it's one of those things that's almost like sort of. Axl grad- Rose's bottom. voice
1: is just nails on a chalkboard to me. I just can't listen to it.
0: Oh, that's absolutely fair. I it's I I, I like bad voices, so I think that's why I am like. <laughs> Yeah, if there's a voice that upsets me, I feel like I'm usually into it. Um, so the, the, the Dolphins save their life, and they kind of run interference with um, Mama Shark. Uh, they, they run interference with Jaws 3D, the shark, yep. and um, the, the two brothers, they, they get back. But when they get back to like the little like engineering room to do SeaWorld magic, um, we get, I think, what is meant to be the money shot of the film yeah yeah yeah
1: unfortunately they had already spent all of the money elsewhere in the film and there was none left for this shot
0: they spent it on dennis quaid's cocaine habit and they, didn't yeah, have they did they couldn't finance the effect um yeah it's just a huge uh plate glass window and um the shark is dr-
1: a fully immobile shark just moving forward
0: yeah it's it's it looks like uh they they got a cutout of the shark and it's, like, sort of bordered in, uh, a, 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 in white all the way around because it's a 3D effect. So you can sort of tell immediately, like, oh, this was meant to be 3D. Drifting forward at, I want to say, three miles per hour. If that. Um, and it sort of, it crashes through the plate glass. Now, it looked really uh, dinky and comically underwhelming when I saw it on my little iPad while taking a shower. But it looked
1: even more dingy and comically underwhelming on my 55 inch television. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, but did you watch it in 3D though?
1: Uh, I did not. In fact, watch it in 3D. That was not an option uh, available to me through the Amazon rental.
0: Well, Jeff Bezos disappoints us yet again. I, that's yeah. yeah. I also didn't watch it in 3D, and like I'm assuming that the 3D effect did not actually add that much. Maybe some film goer in 1983 saw this part and was just like shitting their pants because they had 3D glasses on and the effect was so overwhelming. Um, I find
1: that difficult to believe.
0: Yeah, it was... The effect was slightly lost on on me watching it because it just sort of goes blah and like drifts. It's like he's in... It's like Jaws 3D, the shark is in neutral, I
1: think. Yeah, yeah. Like- it's just kind of, kind of like, you know, watching a, a crash in slow motion. It's like that scene in like Austin Powers where the guy's like you know, on the ground and there's a oh, fucking bulldozer coming at or not the bulldozer, the steamroller steam coming yeah. at him.
0: No. no, no. And yeah, it's just and, like and the, brothers, the brothers just watching this glacial shark, yeah, drifting toward them like a steamroller. And then it goes and crashes through the glass. Um now this doesn't act it kills one guy, um, and they both get away from it. What they do is that they get a they get a a, a, a grenade. Um, yep. Which they had lying around, I guess. Yeah, I think um, I think
1: one of them had the grenade, and like that, per- the person with the grenade had gotten eaten by the shark earlier, and then they noticed that guy is still like stuck in the shark's throat. So they just make like a big old, they just untie a gigantic fucking coat hanger, <laughs> use that to grab the damn pin out the grenade and pull it.
0: That's incredible! Like so, so Jaws 3D was chewing on a guy that had a grenade on him. not just on him, just in his hand. Like, if you, like, I I had to
1: rewind this scene to make sure that I knew how the shark died. Yeah, Uh like, there's just this dude stuck in the fucking shark's throat, and it's got this bright yellow grenade, you know, crushed in its, in its, you know you know, rigor mortis grip and Dennis Quaid basically undoes a gigantic undersea coat hanger, Mm -hmm. hooks it into the grenade pin, pulls it, hides under a computer monitor and waits for the shark to explode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like the fact that the guy just had it in his dead hand. First of all, what was your plan here, fella? Like, were were you going to pull the pin once the shark had gotten you in its belly because you thought it was going to vore you? Were you trying to throw a grenade at the shark in the water before it? Anyway, I have realized that like eating a guy who was holding onto a grenade, first of all, extremely ballsy of Jaws three D. It's like it's like a forbidden spice that if he bit down into it, was, <laughs> this is this is like one time when I was at an Indian restaurant and I accidentally ate one of the chilies that was on my plate that was meant to be sort of a, a like a like like the kale on the side of the plate. Like it's there to kind of give flavor, but you definitely shouldn't bite down into one and anyway i saw the right yeah
1: you definitely shouldn't bite into them
0: oh so somebody who doesn't have the mouth of a baby should definitely bite into that (laughs) i was gonna say i
1: absolutely bite into those they're a delicious treat
0: i i fear your power and i i i I respect it we've i've got side note here we've gotten super into hot sauce at my house so like same is this a quarantine thing I don't know that it's necessarily
1: a quarantine thing. Like for me, it's been a thing for a while. Like I've made my own fermented hot sauce as well. But That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's super fun. And like, I just enjoy hot sauce because I like adding a kick to things. So I just get a variety of them. And like recently what I've been doing is I'll pull some chicken out of the freezer to dethaw for dinner the night before. Mm-hmm. And I'll go, hey Bailey, grab a hot sauce out of the door of the fridge and throw it on this meat. Just let it just like, marinate for the next day.
0: God damn. So you, uh, yeah. So 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 your your tongue has to be mostly scar tissue by this point. <laughs> if you're willing to just like marinate it in hot sauce, so- like I'm, you know, I, I like a bit. I like a bit of the old, you know, hot sauce on my food. But I think it's that the problem is going back to how I smoked for for 15 years. I used to eat a lot more hot sauce because that was how I could taste anything. I hear um, you. And then my taste buds grew back, and now I'm like, oh, this it hurt. Like when I when I use a lot of hot sauce and it I don't I don't really I, I don't I don't care for this one bit where I can actually taste things now
1: I guess that's one of those benefits that I had to when my smoking habit was that it was
0: worse I was smoking a pack a year good lord i that's my i I wish I could that's my thing is like especially um during the pandemic I have wanted to smoke so badly and there has oh never yeah been a, absolutely <laughs> and there has never been a worse time in history to start smoking again because you know, I've also got asthma. and Oof. Which was not my smartest move, getting addicted to smoking while having asthma. But anyway, um, so the movie ends. They, they, they blow the shark up.
1: <laughs> they blow the shark up. They find out that the dolphins that save them aren't dead. And the movie ends. Roll credits.
0: Which, first of all, those dolphins had no business surviving this movie. Not at all. None. Like, they, those two dolphins should have at least heroically sacrificed themselves To protect the Brody brothers.
1: Yes, and, you know, the one Brody brother's girlfriend.
0: Yeah, she's definitely in the mix. I will also say, I don't understand the scene in this movie. Before we rank it, there's a scene in this movie that has haunted me since I saw it yesterday. And that is... What is with the scene in the bar where they're doing, like, a Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior-style test of strength? Who the fuck knows, man? What is Who that? Who the fuck knows? What the fuck am I... So there's... Okay, all right. So there is a scene in this where uh, Leia Thompson and some, like, local himbo, um, all of the... <laughs> all, all of the, I, don't know the, I don't know the character's name. I don't know the actor's <laughs> name. Utterly immaterial. Uh, and they're all at a bar doing, like, sexy youth stuff. And they're like, "Hey, you want to play a game?" And they're and you know it's supposed to be she's being like saucy and good at stuff, and he's like, "Oh, I respect your talent." That touching my hands aggressively, like they're they're standing toe to toe, and like, oh sh- right, right, yes, this fucking scene. What, Duncan? Help me, help me understand <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, and then and,
1: and then like he wins by going, "Oh no, my fly is down," and she looks like what? it's supposed. To, I guess it's supposed to show that. Hey guys, girls can be hornies too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Toki War II with voice. Hey, did you guys know that girls can be hornies too? <laughs> yeah, exactly, Toki Ward. Man, yeah. that's exactly right. Like she's, yeah, I don't know. There, I don't. I've never seen this game before in a bar or otherwise. Where so anybody... I wish I
1: could say that I've never seen this game before, but I had to play oh. it in PE and pro uh, and bruised my fucking tailbone because I got pushed right the fuck down.
0: Shit! All right. Yeah. Well, this is this is a serious game then. Yeah, they, they weren't fucking around.
1: Yeah, I I got my tailbone demolished in middle school because of this thing because it was Man. something we had to do for for physical education, the worst class.
0: Honestly, why the fuck did we have to have P.E. growing up? Like, I don't... So, fuck. All right, let's... God damn. Looking at the list. Okay, Jaws... Jaws 3D. Would... I don't even know where to put this movie. It's kind of... It's not as good as Jaws 2. No, it's not. it's... 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 I kind of love this movie. Yeah. So, it's not as good as Jaws 2.
1: Is it as good as Dracula 3000? I would say that it is better than
0: Dracula three thousand. It is so. It sounds like we've got our spot. <laughs> Shit. Like, All right. That's like I mean that's real easy. Man, that you you know what I'm. <laughs> I feel good about that. So yeah. Wow. All right. Coming in at our new number three hundred and ninety, uh, below Jaws two and above Dracula three thousand is Jaws three D. And now mother of god let's talk about jaws colon the revenge i can't believe
1: that dracula 3000 is becoming a goddamn end boss on this list
0: there that's the thing is there are so many end bosses on this list yeah uh, that i feel like we use as touchstones where it's sort of you know it's either a particularly fine example of the form or it you know is something that we've talked about extensively and it's like a touchstone for us Dracula 3000. I, I don't appreciate this forced push for Dracula 3000. <laughs> like just because you want to fucking put over the Jaws sequels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Holy fuck! So Jaws the Revenge. Jaws um, the Revenge. Fucking fuck me. So this is uh this came out in 1987, which is way too late to be doing a Jaws sequel. I mean, yes. I don't have anything else. Yes, it is too late to be doing a Jaws sequel.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's also too late for us to be getting back any of the original cast. And yet, here we are with Mrs. Brody back in the mix.
0: <sighs> Mrs. Brody is here. Um, she Now, this is, I would say, not only one of the worst movies of all time, this is the worst Christmas movie of all time. Hmm. It is technically a Christmas movie. It's like...
1: technically a Christmas movie. I still hate a Christmas story more than I hate this. And I know that's sacrilege to a lot of people.
0: Oh, no, I, I have no I have no dog in this race. Uh, tell me. Sorry, t- right, I got to know what what is your what is your beef with Christmas story?
1: My beef with Christmas story is that at one point it uses child abuse as a punchline and I can't fly with that.
0: That's fucking fair that you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Christmas story. Yep. Um, it it's not. I mean, it's one of those movies that I think just got quoted a million times and became sort of a reverse classic.
1: Yeah, I blame TBS doing their, like, fucking week-long marathon of playing nothing but that film.
0: Yeah, and maybe it just, like, hit on an idea at the right time, which was, like, what if Christmas but mean? And it was, like, a Christmas movie that subverted cheerful things. Yeah, just like Jaws the Revenge. Yeah, which also, that movie uh, takes place in, and the creator was from uh, a town that I grew up in called uh, Hammond, Indiana, where I lived with my grandparents for a couple years and that town should be scraped from the, the face of the earth and thrown into space. So I can get behind that. Yeah. In, in the, the state of Indiana, generally, I have a weird relationship with because I hate it, but also I have a lot of people I love that live there, but also I just... It has... Indiana has the highest concentration of hate groups in the entire country. It sure does,
1: but it's also the birthplace of the hot one from Rockapella, so who can say <laughs> if it's good or
0: bad? <laughs> That's, you know, that's, it's <laughs> duality in <and> all things. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. It, was not... <laughs> it definitely wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Yeah. Um, so Jaws the Revenge. Uh, Jaws because... the
1: Revenge. <laughs>
0: fuck. Fuck. So uh, the movie starts and it's sort of, um, there's a shark sort of tooling around in the water and it eats a bunch of water skiers. um. And And we immediately
1: get some more blood than we have in, like, Jaws 2, at least. I mean,
0: that's the thing, actually. I appreciate the level of gore in Jaws The Revenge.
1: Absolutely. Like, it was a refreshing change of pace from the no gore in Jaws 2 and the hilariously bad gore in Jaws 3D.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Now, wait, no, it's not... Is it water skiers? Who is it that this movie starts with the death of? Like, we need people getting uh ripped apart by a shark at the top of the movie because that's it's just... the
1: Jaws movie
0: and that's what you do. Absolutely. Um I... now there's a, a there's a thing that drives me crazy, which mm-hmm. is that uh Martin Brody, the you know, the 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 lead character of Jaws has died at the top of this movie. He sure has. And we're told by uh his by by Alan Brody that it was because he died of fright.
1: Right. Although, we aren't really told that until after her youngest son, Sean, is murdered to shit by this shark. Man, that kid gets fucked up. Badly. Like, Like, his arm gets bit off and shit.
0: Like, it's brutal. Yeah. This is... I would... The thing about this movie, it is... It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Most of this movie is people moaning and crying over people dying.
1: Yeah. Like, this... This is absolutely like the actual, this is the pain that people go through when their families are eaten by sharks.
0: Yeah, that's, which is, you know, a, a, a fairly unrelatable way to be where you come from a dynasty of shark fighters and, you know, another member of your clan fell to the sharks. Like, the sharks have a blood feud. Like, sh- what, what what we basically find out is that, like, sharks generally have a blood feud against the Brodies.
1: Yes. That is, like, solidified as the scientific fact of this film.
0: Yeah. And the the shark, so uh, Jaws the Revenge has swam from New York to the Bahamas, where the Brodies have gone. Now, this, I would say that this, the, this film series has an abnormally large number of marine biologists who show up. Right. And now one of the Brodies is studying to be one. Why would you do like go into go into interior decorating like play soccer stop going in the ocean if you're a Brody. Yeah, and
1: right now you sound like Ellen Brody, who we're supposed to believe is being completely irrational because her son or youngest son just got eaten by a shark. But really, considering what's happened to this family, she's the only person talking sense in this goddamn film.
0: Yeah. Like she's like bas- it, it's it's like uh, Martin Brody in Jaws 2 being like, guys, I think it's a shark, and everybody else going, You're crazy. Pretty Three much years after that time with the shark. Um, now Ellen Brody also, and I think this is incredible has a psychic connection with this shark.
1: Yeah, she does. She's <laughs> having these fucking visions of the shark coming back and coming to fight them. It's it's completely ludicrous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, she 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 does that, but she's also, like, she can tell when the shark is killing someone. Like, she... And this isn't even a shark. Now, I, I know that I, this is Jaws the Revenge I'm talking about, but this shark isn't even... Okay, I know what it is. Duncan, have you ever seen any of the Death Wish films?
1: No, I have not.
0: You're good. You you never need to watch one of them. They're, <laughs> they're very bad. That's
1: that's kind of what I've heard.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but what's incredible is that like the first one, you know, the first Death Wish film, uh Charles Bronson's wife gets killed by street toughs, so he wages a one-man gang on black people basically and it's super racist. Yeah, as, exactly. As as the as the movies go on, by the time you get to like Death Wish 4, it's like They killed his sister's babysitter, and so (laughs) he has to get a gun and go kill dozens of dudes. Oh my god! They they run out of people to feed into the maw of death in those movies, and they kind of just need to start scraping the bottom of the barrel for it. This is this is that where it's like this the like the the shark in this one who obviously his Christian name is Jaws the Revenge. Um, he is not even related to any of the other sharks in this. In this franchise. He was just buddies with the other sharks. Yeah, that 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 tracks, actually. Like, their run and buddy decided... Their run and buddy decided to swim thousands of miles from New York to the Bahamas to exact revenge against some asshole strangers who didn't even kill his friends. It's, yeah, it's, it's silly. It's a lot. Now, there's somebody else who's also in this film, and God bless him, get that fucking paycheck... Michael actual Kane. Michael Kane. Yes, and let's
1: talk about that paycheck briefly. Michael Kane, when asked if he had ever seen this film, said no, but he saw the house it bought for his mother, and that was great.
0: (laughs) God bless Michael Kane. God bless Michael Kane. A working actor. Like, yeah, I did fucking Jaws the Revenge. Fuck you. Like, he apparently... He this year had won an Academy Award at the time this movie was filmed and did not show up to collect it for Best Supporting Actor because he was making Jaws the Revenge. Um that's incredible. That is genuinely incredible to me. Yep, um, that's and his, something else. Now his character has a name, and I'm gonna tell you that name, and that name is Hoagie Nukem.
1: <laughs> I didn't know the last name, I just knew Hoagie. <laughs> other character i've ever known named hoagie is from fucking day of the tentacle
0: (laughs) (laughs) the screenwriter sat down and was like all right guys gotta name this character hoagie nukem and then he he so fuck me so hoagie hoagie nukem and i'm gonna say the the full name every time hoagie please do he is he is an he is a pilot he's an airplane pilot who um Develops a, a a thing for for Alan Brody and sort of, you know, is like sort of trying to, you know, gently, you know, sort of get into her her orbit and be like, hey, sorry your family is locked in a blood feud with sharks. That sounds really rough. I'm not gonna do a Michael Kane accent because I'll I'll fuck it up. Um, yeah. but he now he is the the least responsible airline pilot I have ever seen in my life. Not airline <laughs> pilot, excuse me, airplane pilot. He's, sure, not yeah. He's not flying for fucking Delta. He is in the airplane with Ellen, and he is like, hey, do you want to learn how to fly a plane? And she's like, not particularly. Also, I'm traumatized by a decade of shark murder. And he's like, I'm going to take my hands off the controls, and you got to steer it. And this is a fun moment for her. She- I mean, you know, yeah, she
1: she gets a little scared at first, but then she takes the wheel and starts flying and feels alive for the first time since the shark killed her baby. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like she listen. She can't catch a break in the water. She can't catch a break in the air. There is there is nowhere where Ellen is safe. Like the, so, Hoagie Newcomb is in it. Like he's not really a main character so much.
1: I no, don't think like, not it's, really. He's just there for Ellen Brody to
0: have someone to care about. And you could do worse than Michael Kane Absolutely, you could do worse than Michael Kane My God, this guy, Hoagie Newcomb knows how to at least make eggs Benedict and nothing else. Like, <laughs> his name is, I mean, that's also the thing, though, is that you would get to introduce him to all of your friends and say, this is the love of my life, Hoagie Newcomb. Um, it's, God, I can't stop saying Hoagie Newcomb. Um, he, so the shark is killing people. And the, what, it's, uh, uh, what, Michael, I wanna say is the name of uh the the kid. Um uh
1: yes, Michael is the surviving kid. Sean
0: is the dead one. That's right. Sean Sean dies at the top of the movie, which yeah. I also that makes me think of Alien Three. I sort of love and respect any movie that's like at the top of the thing, this Moppet fucking dead and just yep. kills him immediately. Um Though so, I mean Sean wasn't really a
1: Moppet in this film. like uh, he was like, I don't know, twenty ish.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Like, he... I don't know why I think of him as being much younger every time. Well, that's because he was a child in, you know, two out of four movies.
0: Oh, that's true. He and did, he's
1: played by a different adult actor
0: in three and four. Listen, puberty is rough for all of us. We'll become many different people during during that time. Indeed. Um, so, they... what A bunch of bullshit happens. Uh, hoagie... Uh, how do they... Okay, so the way that they kill the shark in this movie, Ellen, who has been having flashbacks to the movie Jaws?
1: Yes. Um... Well, oh, and that's the other thing. Michael's out on a boat trying to get his doctorate with Mario Van Peebles studying snails. And then the shark swims by and Mario Van Peebles is like, yo, in a very bad Jamaican accent, we got to get this shark instead. And Mike doesn't want to do it because, of course, this shark's after his family, but agrees to it anyway. And so there's this whole subplot where Mike gets in trouble with his wife because the shark kills someone on the beach in front of God and everyone and (laughs) friggin um, Michael knew about that shark was here the whole time because they were tracking it
0: now yeah oh my god now the thing is that uh, so the, the Jamaican dude Jake he is the toughest motherfucker in the history of movies because he gets chewed on by a shark and then they electrocute the shark while he is in the shark's mouth he's fine Yep, like, absolutely he's, fine. He's, he survives this American motion picture. Um, yes, he does. God bless him. Like, he has no business surviving, and I'm so glad he does. <laughs> Me too. You know what? It, that's... it was kind of like, you know, uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne in
1: Event Horizon, also no business surviving that movie, but still manages to.
0: Oh, completely agree. That's, honestly, that's how I feel about, like, everybody in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, like that I you know Nobody everybody survived that movie Um the all right so they The, the way that they kill the shark is that They they put uh, a part of the Ships it's like a ship's master Sail or something Um they yeah. Now uh, Jake uh, the Toughest man in the world has placed the uh, the grenade In the or not a grenade it's like a it's like a bomb It's a bomb yeah and they they put It in the belly of the shark yep And he somehow gets away and then somehow Ellen knows the exact spot where the bomb is in Jaws the Revenge's belly. That she can just ram the fucking boat right into it and blow it up. Yep. She she stabs the shark and the shark explodes, which is... They basically did the ending of Jaws again, I think, where it's just we're going to blow up the shark. Right. Par- in three out of four movies, we blow up the shark yeah w- w-
1: except for jaws 2 where they just electrocute the shark and and you know what i'm just now realizing as we talk here what's that that the nintendo game jaws is actually based off jaws the revenge not jaws oh my itself.
0: god i've never because, played jaws
1: okay so it's very bad and you can beat it in like four minutes <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going around, you're collecting seashells that you use as currency to power up your uh, spear gun. Smart. And you uh, after you spear gun the shark enough you get into a mini game where you're basically stunning the shark with the light kind of like you were like they were in this movie and then as the shark gets close enough you have to stun it with, with the light so that it spins up out of the water and then you
0: stab it with your boat. Wow. So this is Jesus Christ. I need to to play it because I love frustrating bad Nintendo games based on other properties. Seriously, Um, just look up, like, the world record speed run for it. It'll take you, like, a minute and a half to watch. Side note, you ever think of how they had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre playable for Atari? I try not to. It's, yeah. And you get to play as Leatherface? It's wild to me. Anyway, so (laughs) they blow up the shark. Apparently, the alternate ending of this movie was that they just, like, stab the shark and the shark fucking bleeds to death.
1: More um, realistic, less exciting than an explosion. I see why they went with the explosion.
0: You know, I'm not mad about it. I'm I'm always down for exploding a shark.
1: Like, Yeah, especially because, again, that's, like, even if it is shark gore, that's still more gore in this movie.
0: Yeah. And which by, it I'm, kind of needed. Well, that's my thing, is I feel like by the fourth entry in any franchise, the gore should be gonzo. Like, you Yeah, should, it should it, be comical. Mm-hmm. It should at least be just, like, a fucking pinata full of cow parts. Like, there should just be... As like as much gore as you can get away with under the uh, MPAA, um, but yeah. So and then they blow the shark up, and then Hoagie comes back in. Hoagie Nukem, uh flies Ellen back to Amity Island, and there it's sort of sort of implied that like ah well at least you can always find solace in the arms of Hoagie Newcomb. Yep, there's you always sure good can old, good old Hoagie, um, and that's Jaws the Revenge. It is exquisitely bad, but. I would say, in general, I found it
1: more entertaining, at least, than Jaws 2, and possibly Jaws 3D. Because I feel like there's a lot of nothing happening in both of this, those movies. Whereas yeah. this one, there's always something going
0: on. I would totally agree. Like, Jaws 2, to me, it's... There's sort of... Now, for sequels, I feel like there's always the... What was the point of that sequel? Like, Fright Night Part 2, um, from the 80s, like, it's fine, But it's sort of, I don't know, deeply inessential, which is how I feel about, you know, Jaws 2 and maybe Jaws. I, I love Jaws 3D, but it's, you know, I could take or leave it. this one, it's bad on so many levels that it becomes transcendent to me. This
1: is the only Jaws sequel that I'm glad exists.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mostly because, like, I love that at this point in the franchise they've gone, Ellen can remember and flash back to mentally, things that nobody was actually present for in the movie Jaws.
1: Correct. Or things that only her husband was present for and is now dead.
0: Yeah. Like, the fact that, listen, all you had to say was psychic-shark connection and I'm fucking on board with... Yeah, absolutely. It's... It's... And now, the acting in it, you know, Michael Caine does... He does his best. He's a goddamn professional. Um, But, I don't know. Like, I don't hate this movie because it while it was very very bad i enjoyed it
1: yeah no this this was like one like if, if we're talking like you know which bad jaws movie am i gonna have with my you know two liter of mr Pib and a tombstone pizza it's this, one.
0: yeah this is this is the tombstone movie like this is absolutely the one i think okay so looking at the list um obviously it's above jaws 2 at 389 i'm scrolling up the list yep. a little bit
1: Here yeah we go. i think All this right. is
0: better than spooky buddies i think it's better than spooky buddies too Here's all right, here's here's my battle for this. At number 369, nice, we have two headed shark attack. I would put this above two-headed shark attack. I would too. Uh scrolling up a little bit, um, we let's see here. Okay, at number three hundred and forty nine we have another uh story about lost love, uh which is Crimson Peak. Um, <sighs> I feel like I want to give the edge to Crimson Peak. Yeah. Do you? Um Now, right below uh, Crimson Peak, a movie that has really shitty uh, disabled representation and is just not a very good movie to me, at number 351, we have Hush from 2016.
1: Sure. And I've not seen either of those, so I will have to trust your judgment on that.
0: Yeah. Well, specifically, excuse me, because for Hush... I know um, Hush is bad. I remember you talking about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I feel like the plot of Hush wants so much to make sense and the plot of jaws the revenge wants so much to blow up a shark
1: i'm just mad that hush isn't an
0: adaptation of the batman comic oh that that fucking great 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 batman comic exactly yeah i don't know why i always mentally group hush with mask of the phantasm
1: because they're both excellent batman stories
0: yeah that would probably, yeah it's sort of like batman but with an actual like but with a villain who might actually kill you yeah yeah it's good stuff so yeah so i feel good uh, coming in at our new number 351, uh, Jaws the Revenge. Uh, if you need to uh, log on and send us uh, death threats for um, putting Jaws the Revenge so high on a list, uh, above the movie Mandy, by the way, which is at 371, you're going to want to send that to rankandvilecast@gmail.com at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at rankandvilecasts. Um, we are also on Tumblr. We are just about everywhere where podcasts are streaming. Uh, Duncan, where can our listeners find you on the internet?
1: Uh, you can find me at D-R-F-U-N-K-I-N on Twitter. That would be Dr. Funkin, and that's pretty much it. Um, oh, occasionally, yeah. you can hear me commentating uh, randomized races of Final Fantasy I on Twitch.
0: Hell yeah, which is a, a deeply worthwhile pastime, I think.
1: Oh yeah, it's, it's great fun
0: especially for final fantasy which i've i've also uh i got back into uh, final fantasy with uh final fantasy 14 which might be the gayest game i've ever had the pleasure of playing it's very good it is transcendently gay and wonderful anyway um that is about all i got for this week uh you got anything else uh we're good awesome later folks